Hi, I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai. And you are listening to Food Nonfiction, the incredible true stories behind food. Hey, food buffs. So today is all about waffles. National Waffle Day is coming up on August 24th. So it's a good time to learn some waffle facts. Waffles are made from a batter, which includes flour, butter, sugar, eggs, water or milk, and leavening. And this batter is pressed and cooked between two hot plates with some kind of design on it. The pattern on the waffle, in my opinion, is essential to the waffle. You see, some people claim that a crude ancestor to the waffle existed all the way back in the Neolithic age. This is because a mummified man from around 3200 BCE was discovered at the Italian-Austrian border and he was analyzed. Etsy the Iceman is said to have eaten something similar to a pancake. But pancakes are flat. So we don't consider the Neolithic age the beginning of waffles. Fast forward to ancient Greece. The ancient Greeks also made a flat cake. These were slightly closer to waffles as they were cooked simultaneously on both sides using two metal plates, which is the way waffle irons work. In the Middle Ages in Europe, the Catholic Church made unleavened wafers. These were pressed with images of religious icons and were often served at the end of meals as a symbolic blessing. Wafers could also be eaten during religious fasting because they contained no animal fats, eggs, or dairy products. And this made them very popular. This popularity led to wafers becoming not just a food consumed for religious purposes, but also as a regular dessert food. During the 1200s, a secular wafer, untied from religion, emerged in Europe. These wafers were made from leavened batter. By the way, a leavening agent is any substance that causes a foaming action that adds bubbles into the batter making it lighter and softer. So these wafers were starting to look more like the modern-day waffle. Bakeries started making the wafers bigger and more elaborate, really going in the opposite direction of the original humble wafer. And they began using rich ingredients like eggs and cream. Also at this time, these wafers started to be decorated with more than just religious symbols. The wafers and the waffles that would come after them were made by heating two iron plates which were hinged together with the ingredients in the middle. Before, the irons were often designed so that the wafers came out imprinted with a religious symbol. But with wafers becoming more secular, the designs that were imprinted started to range from landscape images to coats of arms and many more. Soon the waffle irons that made the honeycomb pattern emerged. Pretty soon, Waffles were a well-established dessert in Europe. Waffle recipes and waffle irons came to America in 1620 with Dutch pilgrims arriving on the Mayflower. These Dutch colonists living in the east coast of North America, including the area that is now New York, customarily ate their waffles in the afternoon with tea and chocolate. But while Dutch colonists were eating waffles in America, the rest of the population wasn't as familiar with waffles. Indeed, it wouldn't be until 1735 that the English term waffle, spelled W-A-F-F-L-E, instead of the Dutch version W-A-F-E-L, was first seen in print. 
Many sources claim that Thomas Jefferson played a big role in popularizing the waffle, probably because it makes a good story. What we do know is that Jefferson brought back four waffle irons from France in 1789. Supposedly, this sparked the fad for waffle parties when he returned to the United States. Yes, waffle parties—that was a thing. They were known as waffle frolics. They're exactly what the name implies. You go to a waffle frolic and eat waffles. Usually, each guest prepares their own. Waffle parties persisted even into the 19th century, where books instructing on how to entertain would include sections on waffle parties. People got creative, making invitations to waffle frolics look like waffles, right down to simulating the scorch marks of the waffle iron. By the Civil War, waffles were available as a breakfast or supper food in most hotels, further increasing their popularity. In 1869, the first patent for a waffle iron was issued in the U.S. by Cornelius Swarthout. His design described a device including a handle and a clasp that allowed the iron to be flipped without risk of spillage or burns. The device was intended to be heated over a stove. Today, we celebrate National Waffle Day on the day Cornelius was granted his waffle iron patent, August 24th. Waffle production continued to march on. In 1889, Pearl Milling Co. started selling the first prepared waffle mix. It was sold under a name that some of you food buffs might recognize: Aunt Jemima. Electric waffle irons followed after that, with General Electric introducing the first model in the early 1900s. It had a built-in thermostat to keep the waffles from burning due to overheating, and is essentially the same design as any waffle maker you might have in your kitchen. So, what else contributed to the rise of waffles? We'll give you a hint: Lego My Ego. In 1953, three brothers from San Jose, California, introduced their invention. The frozen waffle. Their names were Anthony, Samuel, and Frank Dorsa. At first, they called it the froffle, which is a word that combines the words frozen and waffle. Then they renamed it Ego. Some sources will tell you that the name change was because people started calling the froffles Egos because of their eggy taste. But it can't be a coincidence that the Dorsa brothers had put out another product before froffles. Called Ego mayonnaise. Anyhow, Froffles were officially renamed Egos, and soon after, the company was acquired by the Kellogg Company, which famously advertised the frozen waffles with the slogan "Lego My Ego." So, food buffs, we have a weird waffle iron fun fact for you. In 1971, Nike co-founder Bill Bowerman took his wife's waffle iron and used it to create the waffle bottom shoe. The story goes that Bowerman was having waffles for breakfast one morning with his wife, and thought that the grooves in the waffle iron would make a good mold for a running shoe, one that would be lighter than existing models. Further research would result in Nike's first shoe, the Waffle Trainer. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this waffle episode and that it didn't make you too hungry. It's lucky for us, Fakri and I are going to go grab some food after this. Definitely, I'm super hungry now. I love waffles. What's your favorite topping on a waffle? Oh, I can't choose. I can't. I need variety in my life for waffles.
So anything from ham and mayonnaise. Ew, mayonnaise <laughs> on a waffle? Okay, I'm not sure if that was the exact ingredient, but I remember there being some kind of sauce on it with ham. And it was really good. I'm super disgusted right now. <laughs> okay, or, or you know, powdered sugar and chocolate. Okay, that one I can respect. Uh, <laughs> strawberries and whipped cream, any of the berry syrups, uh, maple syrup, of course, the classic. But, and I've had chicken and waffles, and I can understand the appeal, but mayonnaise? I just, I think mayonnaise works. Ew. I'm so grossed out right now. I'll have to double check if that that was the ingredient on the waffles. But yeah, I feel like it was something like that. Something that made it more fatty than it already was. But anyways, what's your favorite? Um, Pretty much any berries with um, some sort of berry syrup, usually. Berry syrup? Yeah, like, um, oh, they have like boysenberry sauces and things like that. So it's... A syrup that's more fruit-based than maple-based. I, I mean, I enjoy the maple as well, but it's not... I like variety. And so fruit with uh, some of those syrups and or whipped cream, that's Oh, so variety. you like to basically create your own monster. Well, whatever they have, <laughs> I usually go with that. Okay, see? Okay, yeah. I like the chocolate only as far as the sweet ones go. But, I mean, I will eat the fruit ones. I'll probably pick the fruit off and eat it first. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I, uh, the big thing for me is that my waffle can't get too soggy. So it's like mm. I'll only put syrup on a corner of it, finish mm-hmm. that corner, and then move over and do the next corner of the waffle. Exactly. Same with pancakes for me. Yeah. And pancakes soak it up so fast. Really fast. At least fast. waffles don't soak up the syrup as fast. Yeah. Anyways, food buffs, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And we just want to thank everyone for writing reviews for us. It really means a lot to us that you are responding when we ask for iTunes reviews. And we really look forward to reading each one and learning what you think. So thank you to everyone that has written a review. Recently, we've had Farmer John 7 and Carol Kutenhoe leave us reviews. And thank you, guys. We're always hoping for more reviews because it helps out our iTunes rankings, so please keep them coming. All right. Bye, food buffs. Have a great week.